why winning scares me, fear, self-sabotage, trading and entrepreneurship, time versus money, freedom of time, thinking in probabilities, and something weird and scary that you'd never expect. Well, that's what you can expect in today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Now, before we hop in, I want to share a few some cool news. About a month ago, we hosted a four-day online workshop called CyberTrader. It was amazing, but we've recently got a lot of emails from people saying, hey, I missed it. Is there any chance you can bring the recordings up? After weeks and weeks of saying no, we've decided to bring those recordings back. So check the link in the show notes. It's a link to sign up register and get the recording shipped to you. They will only be up until the end of the month. So it's four days of trading knowledge, about what, three hours a day. So do not procrastinate, take advantage of it because next time we get those emails, we won't be putting them back up. All right, enjoy today's episode. I was on about a two week heater, guys. Two week heater in the market and then got cool a little bit with a few losses last week. So. The weird, the weird thing is, right? We always talk about probabilities. Weird thing is, I'm, it, it's the the sick, the sickness in me, right? I'm, I'm kind of happy when those losses come. I don't know if you got, you, you guys ever get like that? Many of you guys are new. So you're like, hell no. What are you talking about? Happy with losses? <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> all I do is lose. That's why I'm here, Akil. Um, I, I get. I tell you what, I get more fearful, and I, I, I don't know if Jason Grayson's the same way. I should ask him. I get more fearful during a winning streak than a losing streak. And it's an interesting way to think about that. You, you can you can tell there's been a difference in how I've I've switched my my mindset. Right? We spoke about yesterday with, you know, the the four types of four types of trading outcomes. Who can remember that from the Q and A? Who was paying attention to the Q and A? What are the four types of trading outcomes? There are only four. Right? There are three ways a market can move. There are only four outcomes that a trade can have. Right? What are the four types of trade? Or see, not you. You know it, not the veterans. Come on. We know you know it. I'm talking to the newbies. <laughs> All right, hit the men in black thing and erase your memory. No, no, not never get it. At some point, yeah, no, sometimes I do want you to intervene, right? But this one, I want it for the newbies. But um, yeah, there, there's good trades, bad trades, winning trades. Losing trades, right? It's very similar again to, um, I, I kind of got this idea, not, I didn't invent this stuff, but I got this idea from uh, Robert Kiyosaki book, Cash Flow Quadrant, where it was really shifting mindset, where Cash Flow Quadrant, there were four quadrants, right? There was like the employee, there was the, or there was employee, there was self employed on one side, and then there was business owner and investor. And for the longest time, I was self employed. And I was all excited because I thought a self-employee was the same thing as like a, a business owner or an entrepreneur. Um, and it wasn't, right? When, when you're self-employed, you, you do have some benefits. You have freedom, but you don't necessarily have time freedom, right? Uh, any of you guys self-employed or have been self-employed in the past? Any self-employed? Yeah. So my, my whole thing, right? So my, a brief background on my story. I've worked my behind off, right? My arse, right? I've worked my arse off since I was a, a little kid, landscaping, building houses, summer camps, like all types of hustles in college. I uh, worked in the dining hall, washing dishes. I cleaned banks and, and, and toilets and preschools and like this whole life I worked. I don't know any better, right? And I got to the point where I got tired of like, not necessarily working, um, but I get, I got tired of being bossed around. Like I was just sick of like 
needing to ask for a day off or like someone telling me when I had to be in like the whole power thing. Right. So I wanted to, I wanted to take control of my life. So I want to be, um, some type of business owner or, or something. I don't know, but I, I became self-employed and I was super excited. Cause I'm like, I'm free from the shackles of my boss. Like I can do whatever I want. Ha ha ha. I'm, I'm self-employed. And then you realize that self-employed is cool because you, you are free from those shackles, but now you have to take the responsibility of the boss. And then you realize like, man, the boss works a lot more than you did as an employee, right? <laughs> you swear you're working a lot as an employee until you actually see what the boss has to do. And like, so now like I'm working, I'm, I'm free from the shackles, but now I'm working more because I'm the only one that can generate income, right? I, I, if, if I don't work, right, money doesn't come in. Uh, a good example that was always used where it's like, hey, if you, if you run a mom and, pop, uh, mom and pop shop, it's like a self-employed business, right? you're probably working six days a week. Why? Well, because guess what? If you're not working, who is? Your store isn't open. If your store's not open, it's not making money. So that's the whole, there is the, the time versus money. The more time you work, the more money you get. And reading the Cashflow Quadrant book made me realize that the true value, the true freedom, which is the second point, one is freedom from the shackles. It's kind of like a false freedom, right? Because you're, you're free from being bossed around, but you're not free from the time commitment. The real freedom, and this is my whole thing, switch to freedom of time, comes from being the entrepreneur, the business owner, the investor. Because if all three of those things, if you are a business owner, you're hiring people to work for you. So, you know, yeah, you may have to be on call unless you hire people to, to do that for you as well, right? You have to check up on things, but you don't physically have to be working, quote unquote, working for that business to be operating. It could be operating without you being present. Same thing with an investor, right? as traders and investors, like we don't fit, we don't actually need to be in front of the charts to make money, right? We have to spend time, don't get me wrong, we spend time doing analysis and finding the position, but once Orsi's in the position, she can close She can close down the charts, go for a, a, a bike ride, whatever she wants to do, and literally still be making money without her technically working, right? And longer term investing is the same thing. So that's kind of the, 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 the aha moment in my life. I was like, oh man, I'm doing this all wrong. And I started working on that shift. The same thing happened with trading, where I, I swore, right? Good trade equals trade that makes money. So every trade that made money was a good trade. Every trade that lost money was a bad trade, right? And my mindset was that for the longest time, and it was a, a really defeating mindset, right? Because you were essentially always losing, right? You, you, you never actually knew if you were doing something good or bad. Everything was based off the result. And when you understand that the results are not technically random, but when you don't have a plan or anything like that, and you're just out there gambling, the results are kind of random. And, and you're, you're kind of like lost between, am I good? Am I bad? Am I, am I good? Am I bad? And you, and you don't really know and you, you dance around and jump around and system hop and do all this fun stuff. So when you, when you can shift that process to good being following rules, regardless of outcome. When you can shift that process to bad, meaning breaking rules, regardless of outcome, right? You start putting yourself in, in an entirely different position as a trader. And what happens is, is this, you, you, you become obsessed with your probabilities because you understand that good and bad, um, when, you're, when you're focused on that, 
you're fully focused on the probabilities. You, you kind of like Neo in the Matrix, where you know that if I do this 10 times, I should have six winners, right? And the thing is, your kind of view of the market shifts a little bit, where when you're in a drawdown, which is devastating to most people, and it still hurts, don't get me wrong, you're, you're devastating, you're, you're losing money, you're losing confidence, you're bleeding. Most people think like this drawdown is going to last forever, right? Imagine a drawdown being like, I'm jumping into a pool and I'm sinking to the bottom, right? I don't know where the bottom is at, but I just keep going down and there's nothing there. And you believe that pool is, is an ocean. When you understand your numbers, when you understand the process, when you have experience in the market, that ocean becomes a pool. And you know at the bottom of every pool, right, is the floor. And once you hit that floor, you'll be able to kind of spring yourself out and jump out of the pool. So when you're on this losing streak, you kind of start getting excited because you know the more you lose, the closer you are to a win. Because there has to be a bottom, assuming you're a consistently profitable trader. On the other hand, though, when you're winning, it's like riding up a, a roller coaster, right? You ever, you guys ever took a roller coaster or, or one of those um, amusement park rides that just ends you up and then they drop you? I did one with my kid last summer. Hated every minute of it. One of the ones where it just takes you up. And you just know the whole time you're going up, you're like, man, I have to come down at some point. And my stomach is going to come out of my mouth. So we're ticking up. My kids, ah, yeah, we're going to drop. Look, we can see the world from up here. I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. I'm freaking out. There's another dad next to me. He's freaking out. Like, But we're trying to stay tough in front of our kids. And it's like, we're just looking at each other like, man, like, what, what, why are we here? Like, why are we here? Where, where's mom at? Like, So we're ticking up, tick, 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 tick. And the whole time we're like, man, like the, each time we get higher, that just increases the drop. Um, and then you drop and it feels horrible. But then the drop is really quick and you, and you go up again. Um, but that's how winning streaks are to me, right? I love me a winning streak because I'm making money, obviously. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, losers are coming. Losers are coming. So it's sort of a relief, if you can say, to get those losers out the way. Because once those losers come, you expect winners. But when you're winning all the time, you expect losers. And again, it's, 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 it's hard to explain so you get there. It's good because you're making money. Don't get me wrong. I would much rather have winners than losers. But in the back of your mind, each trade you're taking, you're like, okay, this is this is when we drop. Okay, this is when we drop. Okay, this is when we drop. And, and that's a that's also a difficult mindset to deal with. And I'll tell you this, not to make this too long of a rant, but a lot of traders self-sabotage, not just from losing streaks where they're in a drawdown and they start freaking out. A lot of traders will stop trading during a winning streak. I've dealt with this problem a lot with a lot of clients where They've been on like a, a 10 trade winning streak. We call it a heater, right? And they're afraid to take that next trade because they know that they've outperformed kind of what their average win streak is. And they start thinking about how can they avoid, they don't want to take the loss and they're thinking about how they can avoid it. And you'll, people will be on a winning streak and just, and, 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 and not take the next trade. It's 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 weird. It doesn't seem like it makes sense, but trust me, I've I've never done this personally. Um, but I, I I've dealt with a lot. I've had to have a lot of conversation with traders over the years of that of, hey Akil, I've just won ten in a row, and now I'm afraid to take the eleventh trade. <laughs> it's like should I stop? And I'm like no, you just gotta you gotta go. But it uh, it's a very interesting <clears throat> mindset. If someone is good in psychology, you can probably break that down even more. But it's um. Again, it's 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 natural. It, it's a good thing, um, but it is it is kind of weird and something that you'll have to look forward to as a trader. 
going up that roller coaster waiting for the inevitable fall. Because what goes up must come down. Just another reminder so I can say that I told you when I get those emails, CyberTrader Workshop, the relaunch is up. Recordings are available until the end of November. Link in the show notes. Check it out. Sign up now. Watch the event before it goes away. In the show notes, CyberTrader Workshop. Link available now. Only up until the end of November. 